You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome inside the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy, Locked On Horns. If you want to talk directly to us on the show, I uh, just want to remind you this episode of the Locked On Longhorns podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends at Bill Bar. Head on over to BillBar.com. Use that promo code, new promo code, LOCKEDON20, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Uh, as John Rothstein would say, Rothstein, this is March. And while he is correct, this is March. And we're marching towards March Madness, the NCAA Tournament. We're going to push back our basketball talk towards the end of the show. So hang around uh, when we get to segment three. We're going to talk a little basketball, not positive stuff. Going to have to talk about Shaka Smart. Talk about this basketball team. But first, I want to get into the red hot Cruton. Longhorns now have the number four rated recruiting class in the nation for the twenty. 22 recruiting class, they have been on a hot streak uh, as of late uh, when you talk about this recruiting class. It's been a little bit since we talked, to be honest with you. We had a lot of weather issues down here in Texas, the internet issues, having trouble getting on here. Finally able to do it today. Wanted to talk about it because since then, Malik Murphy, the number four rated quarterback in the country, According to 24-7 Composite, but he is a five-star quarterback. Has committed to play at the University of Texas. And there's a lot of excitement there. When you talk about Malik Murphy and Evan Stewart from Frisco. Jaden Blue, who's now rated the number one running back in the country. According to 24-7 Sports. Armani Winfield, wide receiver out of Louisville. Who committed essentially during halftime. Of the national championship. And even more recent. Brian Allen Jr. Number 6 safety in the country. He has announced his commitment. To Texas. Jalen Gilbo. He was already there. Then you have Travell Johnson. Could more be on the way? Possibly. But. Really wanted to talk about. You know. This. Class that they're on. And the rate that they're on. And. You know, we're not even talking about the 2023 number one running back who already committed. We're talking about Reuben Owens, and we'll get to him along with Brian Allen Jr. and Malik Murphy in the second part of this show. But there's a lot of excitement with what's going on. And there should be no surprise here when you talk about what Steve Sarkeesian is doing. Uh, there's going to be excitement, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But they're getting defensive recruits as well because people want to come here and play. And why is that? Well, because Steve Sarkeesian's kind of, he's changed the atmosphere. He's changed the culture. Um, We had this similar jump up the first year of Tom Herman. And the second year was pretty good too. But year three and and obviously year four, it was was on the downturn. And so the question is, can, can Sark keep this going? Can Sark after dark continue to keep this going? And we say that because a lot of these recruiting news are coming after dark where it's almost like I'm afraid to record a show before midnight because I'm wondering which recruits next. 
Who's the next guy? We talked about the number four recruiting class in the country. Number one in the Big 12. So they've jumped back over Oklahoma once again. When 24-7 did their update, Oklahoma moved back up to the number one spot, especially after Luther Burden got moved to the number one wide receiver in the country. But now with the additions that Texas has made the last few days, they've now jumped back up there. They're the number one in the Big 12. Not a shock. Texas has always been able to recruit. It's can they sustain it? Can they continuously build? That's the big question. So the question now is when you look at it, and we talked a little bit about it, right? They got wide receivers, uh, you know, two wide receivers, a quarterback, a running back, safety, corner, inside linebacker, who have committed already. Question then becomes, who's next? And when are we going to start seeing maybe some offensive line? Uh, we, we've looked at, like I said, wide receiver, uh, a tight end. They, they missed out on Josh Llewellyn, who decided to commit to Oklahoma when everybody thought he might be going to Texas. You know, so where do, where do they look at tight end? The, the Oscar Delp is still out there, four-star. Julio Skinner, most people think he's going to Clemson. Donovan Green's already committed to A&M. Uh, and then obviously Jason Llewellyn, uh, who we talked about, the number 27 tight end in the country. But you still have Holden Stays, the number 7 tight end in the country, four-star guy out of Atlanta, a guy that you feel like you're still good with. We got to find out about how good this team is in recruiting when it comes to the offensive line. Offensive line has been such a, I'm not going to say it's been dysfunctional in their recruiting, but the level of talent that they are getting versus what they could get is different. Because when you looked at the guys that they were bringing in, I felt like those were guys that they could get if they were Houston and Tom Herman was the head coach there. You know, it's not the tier that you're expecting. It's not the tier where you expect them to be. So you got guys at Atacita in Humble. Why does that sound so familiar? Uh, I believe that is the school where you got Samuel Cosby. But Cam Dewberry is a guy who's been very vocal about it and a guy that a lot of people are looking at. Where do they fit with a Jalen Early out of Duncanville? Uh, Jacob Sexton uh, out of Deer Creek, Edmond, Oklahoma is another guy that's kind of kept him in, in high regard. Now, most recently, you had Devin Campbell uh, out of Bowie, Arlington, Arlington Bowie. Uh, he's already wearing the burn orange. Let's keep him in the burn orange, right? When you look at him, Devin Campbell, he recently released his top eight schools. Texas, of course, was in there. Other schools in the mix that they're going to have to deal with was LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma, I believe most people feel like he is going to sign with Texas when it's all said and done. Uh, but until he puts that ink to paper, you know, there's still a little bit of, of worry there. Uh, you know, and another guy, Connor Robinson out of Austin Westlake. You know, he's lower on the on the recruiting rankings, but he's another guy who I think uh, you, you could probably get in there. Uh, and he plays offensive guard as well. Offensive line is going to be a big deal. Who can they get? Also, when you look at this team, they've got to figure out what to do at the weak side defensive end. Strong side defensive end, they've got to find some pass rushers. You know, who who do they uh, fit in with? Who, who are they high or who's high on them? Uh, you got DJ Wessellock out of Missouri. He's the guy you're going to have to keep an eye on. 
But they've, they've got to figure out what to do defensively when it comes to recruiting. And we're going to get into more of that as the week progresses. Uh, but first, I want to remind you, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports actions. Football might be over, but there's NBA. There's college basketball. As we said, this is March. College basketball is in full swing. Hey, you got NHL if you like to bet on the NHL. You know what? Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Maybe you want to bet on one of those shows, 90 Day Fiance or, or what have you. You can bet on the shows. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Now remember, use that promo code Locked on L O C K E D O N to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. While we're covering everything you need to know about the Texas Longhorns, what about the rest of the sports world? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. Hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're going to get back to what I was talking about earlier with Malik Murphy. He's one of the guys I wanted to focus on. Like he said, five-star quarterback. But it goes beyond that. When you talk about a quarterback, once you have a, a quarterback committed to your class, and he's kind of like an extra recruiting coordinator, an extra recruiter on the trails. And I say that because you look at Quinn Ewers, when he was committed to Texas, he was working behind the scenes trying to get guys to come. Obviously, he decommits. He goes to Ohio State. The guys he was talking to, for the most part, like a Caleb Burton, went with him to Ohio State. You get a guy like Malik Murphy, you're going to get the same thing. Now, there's been talk about who could they get. Yes, they do have two wide receivers. But C.J. Williams, out of Mater Die in Santa Ana, California, is a guy that people have been looking at. Now, obviously, there's a connection there with Steve Sarkeesian's son going to school there. Does that help? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But he's a guy that you want to pay attention to. The other name that you want to pay attention to, there's two. Kevin Coleman, out of St. Mary's in St. Louis, Missouri. Number two wide receiver in the country, according to 24-7 Composite. Five-star guy. Not far behind the number one wide receiver in the country who also will be playing in the Big 12. So he's a guy to pay attention to. How about Tateroa McMillan out of Servite, Anaheim, California? Another West Coast guy. And the reason why I bring up these West Coast guys, specifically like a C.J. Williams and McMillan, is because that is the backyard for Steve Sarkeesian. He's built so many relationships on the West Coast, he's able to bring those guys. Look at what he did at Alabama. He went in and got a quarterback with Bryce Young out of California and brought him to Tuscaloosa. You're going to see those more and more. That You have to know where your head coaches and your recruiting coordinators and, and the recruiters, you have to know where their pipelines are. That's why they brought in Jeff Banks, because his pipeline is South Texas, Houston area. That is a hotbed uh, for talent, absolutely, 
a hotbed, so you want to be strong there. That's why you have Jeff Banks there. But looking at what Sarkeesian has, he's a West Coast guy. He's going to focus there, and that's why you look at him. Uh, and that's why I think it was important to get Malik Murphy in so he can help you with recruiting at the different positions, a running back, uh, whether you're wanting to get wide receivers, you know, things of that nature. And Malik is going to be one of those guys that can help you do that. That's what happens when you get a top-tier quarterback, specifically a guy who's highly touted, five-star guy. We've seen the videos. We've seen the arm strength. We've seen what he can do throwing the ball. Players are going to want to play with him. Happens everywhere. So, huge thing to get him in, and that's why it was important. The other big signing that they are, big commitment that they got, was Brian Allen Jr. He is a the number six safety, as we said. They've got to figure out a way to get some help on the back end of this defense. It was something that we questioned last year. We didn't really see it. Why is that? Well, they had the players in place, or at least we thought maybe it was the system. Maybe it was a combination. Whatever it was, Caden Stearns was not the same player he was his sophomore and junior, junior seasons as he was his freshman year. If you real and you look at that, like his freshman year and his sophomore year, he should have been good. Both of those years, he had the same defense coordinator. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. He got a new defense coordinator last season. Again, didn't work out. Chris Brown, same thing. They have some young guys. You like Jaron Thompson. You like what he provided. You like what you saw towards the end of the season when he finally got the opportunities. We'll see how they look moving forward. But Brian Allen is another one of those guys. He provides speed. He can close quickly. Plays good coverage. He's a guy that a lot of, I've heard people say, kind of reminds him of Brandon Jones. You know, and maybe he's that type of player. As we know, Brandon Jones was highly touted. Five-star guy. He was a big part of that defense. Maybe Brian Allen Jr. becomes that big part of the defense as well. you have to look at that. Uh, And then the other big-name recruit that they got over the weekend, Ruben Owens II, committed to play at the University of Texas. Now, he's the guy for 2023, but that gives you a building block right off the bat. You know, right out of the gates. You have the number one running back in the country already committed. That's going to be huge for them to build upon. Reuben Owens, everybody thought, was going to Oklahoma. But that just goes to show you why it was important to keep Stan Drayton in Austin. Stan Drayton does these things. He gets you those top guys. Whether you're talking about you know, Ruben Owens Jr., uh, Jalen Blue, B. John Robinson. That's what he does for you. And that's why it was important to keep him in uh, and, and eventually get, you know, Ruben Owens a second. Because who knows where they were going to go after that. Uh, but you have to like what you have in the running back room. You know, and that's not even to discount the guys that they had this past class. You know, they signed Jonathan Brooks. You know, and, and you saw what that four-star running back could do. Uh, throughout the season as they made that playoff run all the way to the state championship game. So we'll see how they build upon that running back room. It's going to be really interesting to see how it looks this year with Bijan, with Roshan, and obviously Jonathan Brooks. We'll kind of see how that all puts together as they replace Keontae Ingram, who transferred to USC. They're going to be a fun group to watch. And then you're going to look at the wide receivers and, and things of that nature. But So the recruiting is in a good spot. 
Now, with spring football coming up, we've got to kind of see what Sarkeesian has. You know, we're going to look at what does he have in place? Where does he need to look? Uh, to kind of m- maybe move some guys around. You know, some thoughts on who's going to play offensive line. We've heard a few of those things. And we're going to get into that into the uh, next segment. We will get more into those position battles. Who we think is going to play and where we think they're going to play. But I just want to tell you about Built Bar is now even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They also they have six new flavors. What are you talking about? Caramel brownie, cookies and cream. That's just a couple of them. The originals, German chocolate, peanut butter. How about double chocolate or coconut? They are fantastic. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Not easy, not hard to get down your throat either. You don't need all that water to wash it down. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in delicious treat. The great thing about these bars is they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. I talked to you about that peanut butter bar. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. I want you to head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. Remember, that's LOCKEDON20, L-O-C-K-D-O-N, 2-0 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you a national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think when you look at some of these position battles that we're going to be watching, especially in the spring, I think the big one, really the offensive line, when you look at the offense and look at them at a whole and, and where Texas needs to figure out some things, I think really it starts on the offensive line. Last year, at left tackle, at the end of the year, you got to see a little bit of Andridge Carrick. And while many thought present company included that he was going to be the starting left tackle it seems like latest reports are are indicating left tackle might be christian jones which i have a problem with in that i mean i don't i understand you know kind of looking at him and putting him there because they're worried about the lack of length when you talk about carrick Interesting part about that is we saw Carrick towards the end of the season. We saw him against Kansas State. We saw him in the bowl game. Didn't allow a single pressure. Now, I think that was impressive because Kansas State is a team defensively, at least, who get good pressure on quarterbacks. And he didn't allow any. And you're talking about moving Christian Jones, who played right tackle last year, over to left tackle, and he led your team in pressures allowed. To me, I'm not wanting to put my quarterback in that kind of a situation. You know, so I think that's worrisome. I think we know who's going to be your left guard. Uh, Junior Angelau, who held that down all last year uh, and and even started as a freshman out of Salt Salt Lake City. So I'm not worried about left guard. 
At center, I think we know Jake Majors is going to be the guy. At right tackle, I think with the return of Derek Kerstetter, you plug him in at right tackle. I think that's he's that's your spot. So that might be a reason why they're looking for where do they put Christian Jones? Right guard is going to be another spot we're going to be looking at. So I think left tackle you got to figure out, and you got to figure out right guard. Now, obviously, they played Denzel Okafor there last year, and he struggled. That right side of the offensive line really struggled with Christian Jones, with Denzel Okafor. You know, what about Isaiah Hookfin? You know, he's a guy that I was wondering about. Where, what about a young guy like Jalen uh, Garth? Where is he going to play? You know, those are some questions you're going to have. Are they going to plug in Denzel Okafor again? You know, that's going to be a big question. Uh, when you look at this wide receiver group, you know, where do you fit at the X receiver? Obviously, Troy Omier is a guy who's been kind of circled. ESPN is, is calling him the, the most intriguing player on the team. You know, what happens there? Montreal Azell, who's moving over from defensive back to wide receiver. Where does he fit? Is he an X? And obviously you have, you know, Marcus Washington that you can plug out there. Guys you're going to look at in the slot. I mean, we know Jordan Whittington. You know, Jake Smith. Where does Calvante Dixon fit in there? We saw a little bit of him in the bowl game. He had that long touchdown pass from the quarterback, Casey Thompson. You know, again, and then... I think you can't talk about position battles without mentioning the quarterback. Casey Thompson's the guy who I think most people plugged in. And, you know, he was a guy that even I had written him off. I was like, okay, well, he's a good backup, but I don't think he'll be the starter. You know, I, I was thinking Hudson Card. And then we saw what he did in the bowl game, and I was like, okay, maybe tap the brakes a little bit. Let's, let's see what this kid has. But everything that I'm hearing when it comes to the quarterback position is, the Hudson card can really spin it, you know, and if if they want the better pure passer, you know, that might be him. I mean, but we'll have to see when spring football kicks off. But, you know, that's a position group that is going to, everybody's going to be watching for because who's going to be the quarterback? You know, it, you got something in Casey Thompson. He waited his time out. He got his opportunity in the ball game, and he shined in a quarter because really that's all it took is, he played the third quarter, and then fourth quarter, they gave way to the, the two young guys. You know, how do these guys look in spring? That's going to be a big question. And we're not going to talk about defense on this episode. We're going to say that for tomorrow because I did want to get into some basketball talk, especially when you talk about Texas basketball and looking at Shaka Smart and kind of how that whole deal has gone on. You know, and it's been tough when you look at the Texas basketball as a whole lately. Um, you know, losing losing these games as of late. They've been on a a pretty terrible run uh, in recent in recent weeks. They did beat Kansas, you know, back on the twenty third in a, a three point game that they won, but they did lose by two to West Virginia. Uh, they lost by nine to Texas Tech. They got Oklahoma coming up. They were able to beat TCU a few weeks ago. Struggled against Kansas State. You know, Oklahoma State beat them. Lost by 14 to Baylor. I mean, these are not slouches on some of these teams that have beaten them. But at the same time, 
you look at where this team started and, and how things were going. So the big question is, are we back to Shaka Smart on the hot seat? And I think that's that question cannot be answered right now. I think when you look at the games that they got coming up, are they going to struggle again with Iowa State on the road? You know, that game's coming up on Tuesday. On Thursday, they got to go to Norman to play Oklahoma. You know, how are they looking against an Oklahoma team that's kind of been a resurging? You now they've lost the last couple of games. But, you know, we'll see how, you know, Oklahoma's got to play Oklahoma State on Monday. And then on Thursday, they're going to turn around and play Texas. And then Texas goes to TCU to end out the season on Sunday, March 7th. So it's going to be really interesting to see how kind of how does this all play out. Uh, you know, Texas is having to finish the year with essentially four straight road games since they last played at home against Kansas on the 23rd. How does Texas look on the road? Then we'll see kind of the Big 12 tournament, NCAA tournament, once they get selected, what seed they're at. We'll, we'll see all those things in the coming weeks. I don't think we can really judge Shaka on the regular season until we get into the conference tournament. And how do they look in in the NCAA tournament? Can they finally win a game? Can they get out of the round of 64, get to the round of 32, the Sweet 16? Uh, can they make a run at all? That's going to be the big question. See, the big problem is they got to get more out of Andrew Jones, out of Courtney Ramey. They can't have a performance like they get against Texas Tech. With those two combined to shoot three out of 18. You know, they've got to get more from those guys. Texas relies so much on their guard play. They're going to need good guard play. So we'll find out kind of how they look against Iowa State on Tuesday, then Oklahoma, then TCU. Uh, and then we'll, we can't, I'm not going to judge him yet. Yes, I think the seat's getting warm, but I'm not ready to say Shaka's on the hot seat. But it is a conversation, and I understand why people are having that conversation. It's one to be had. Uh, I'm just personally not ready to put him there. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Longhorns podcast. Make sure you are tuning in tomorrow. As I said, we're going to talk defensive battles uh, and get you ready for Texas-Iowa State basketball on Tuesday night. That's going to do it for me. See you tomorrow. Hook them.